Greetings, listeners. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to my channel, Jessie M. Writes. My name is Jessie McDonald, and I am the author of the novel Where Destiny Decides Truth Revealed, the first of a three-part series. It is a fantasy novel that will be listed in the new adult genre and is expected to release before the summer of 2023. Congratulations, you're here for my pilot episode. So today, my goals are threefold. I've already completed my first goal, which was to introduce myself. Next, I will explain why and how I became a writer. And at the end of today's episode, this is my third goal, I will leave you with the blurb for my novel in case you're curious as to what it's about. For as long as I can remember, and even before I can remember, I've loved to read. My parents read to me from infancy into my toddler years and into my elementary school years, and that is when I started reading for myself. And I remember first grade, my first love was Junie B. Jones. I will never forget buying those books from the Scholastic Catalogs and the book fairs at school. Seriously, the one thing that I hoard are books. I have my books still from whenever I was a kid. I read them to my son now. I read them to my cousins. I read them to any kids that I watch or come to my house that wants to read a book. I have all of them thanks to my mom and thanks to the fact that I hoard books. Let's just say I read a lot still as an adult and that love of reading continued all the way through middle school into high school and into adulthood. I am one of those people that have that personal creed like I will not watch a movie or a show until I read the book. Granted, I've broken that a couple times now that I'm an adult, but for the most part, The Hunger Games, read them all. Twilight, read them all. So many of the famous books that became movies, I read those all first. However, I've been writing for almost as long as I have been reading. The first person to really solidify my love of writing was my third grade teacher, Mrs. Wright, and her assistant, Mrs. Lamaster. I still remember this so vividly. There was a time every single day that was devoted strictly to creative writing. There was this blue board with writing prompts and different topics that we could pick to write about, but I very rarely had to use those topics. I just remember writing a lot of poems and just short stories, and I would bring them to Mrs. Wright and to Mrs. Lamaster, so proud of what I had created. And they were just so encouraging, and they inspired me to just continue writing, and I will never forget it. And I know that I never ran out of content to write about because I wrote about my family a lot. And I very specifically remember writing about my family because that year we were allowed to participate in a poetry contest where our poems could be submitted for publication. And I published my very first piece in third grade that year, and it was about my little sister. I have the book somewhere. I cannot remember what the poem was called, but I do remember the first lines were, Katie this, Katie that, she's a brat, or something to that effect. And it was very rhymy, and it was super corny, and it's hilarious to think about. Katie, if you're listening, I'm so sorry, but you were a brat back then. I love you, though. But they, my family definitely inspired me to write about them. And then I don't remember very much writing in fourth grade. And in fifth grade, I spent a lot of time on our school TV show, which was called the Junior Hornet Edition. So I did a very different style of writing, but I did spend a lot of time 
writing scripts for that. And then in sixth grade, I don't remember much. Seventh grade, I don't remember much. But in eighth grade, there was this crazy lady. We all thought that she was totally crazy. Her name was Mrs. Arnold, and she was a student teacher. And she taught with Mrs. Shelton, who is like my actual eighth grade English teacher. And we had these composition notebooks that she encouraged us to write in every single day. And that is really where my love of writing became something that left the classroom. And what I mean by that is Mrs. Arnold encouraged us to write outside of the box. It wasn't just for an assignment. It wasn't just a writing prompt. It wasn't just something that they said, okay, here, you need to write this and explain what's going on. It was write from your heart, write what's on your mind, write about your experiences, and it didn't have to be in any certain format. It didn't have to be any certain length. And that is really when my writing started to flourish. Side note, that was also the year that I learned one of my favorite words, incorrigible. If you don't know that word, please look it up. I learned that word that year. I've never forgotten it since then. I think it's just such a great word. But eighth grade is such a pivotal time for children. That is whenever things are starting to become real life for them. That is whenever they are making friendships that have the potential of lasting into adulthood. That is whenever they are really learning social and emotional skills that are next level and they are going through puberty and that is just such a I remember it as being such a terrible age I lost a very important friend group to me whenever I was at that age and I remember that really putting me into like this depressed state I had to like kind of reinvent myself and figure out like who I was without that friend friend group and that was really really hard for me so writing is really what helped me through that. I remember going home with this composition notebook and I think I was one of like the nerds that took my notebook home and everybody else left it at school or in their locker and I actually wrote and I wrote poems and I even wrote songs and it's a shame. I love music and I play music but I can't write songs and complete them myself. Like I can't write the music but I wrote words for songs and I had little melodies in my head And I had poems and just little stories about things that happened. And I even kind of journaled in it as well. So that is something that really helped me. And that's something that I carried on into adulthood because I really struggle with vocalizing what is going on in my mind. And ever since I realized that, I realized, hey, that's probably why you have like a box of journals I literally have like a hard plastic, it's not like a box, it's like a, you know, like a tote of journals. And so by the end of eighth grade, I had gained this release, like this coping mechanism that ended up being a seed that was planted by Mrs. Arnold that would be essential to where my writing is at now and ultimately to me me becoming an author. In the ninth grade, I do not remember writing very much. I remember reading some very awful literature. That's a whole discussion for a different day. But in 10th grade, I had Mrs. Lindley, and she was lovely, and she was wonderful. And she exposed us to all this literature that most teachers 
didn't have the guts to expose us to. And one of those things was the Freedom Writer's Diary, in which these kids from Long Beach wrote about their lives. And it's very eye-opening. It is really good for us to read because a lot of us don't experience that life. And if we do, it's not generally written about or published, I feel. Or if it is, it's not a bestseller oftentimes. So in that year, I don't really feel like that we did a lot of writing. I'm sure we did some, but I don't feel like that was emphasized as much as this idea was emphasized. And the idea was that we need to be diverse and read about people's struggles. We need to be more empathetic and we need to write the hard things. And I think that that is something that has also encouraged me in this process of writing and putting my words out there in the world. After that, in my junior year of high school, I had AP literature and composition with Mrs. Braun. And let me tell you something about Mrs. Braun. Mrs. Braun does not take any crap. She is strict. She is hard on you. And in the moment, you don't really like her for that because you think that she's being excessive. But as an adult, I'm so thankful for Mrs. Braun because she taught me how to write a five-paragraph essay in a very limited amount of time and how to write it well. And she taught me so many other things, but that was something that I think was really important in my writing as well. Because as an author, it's kind of a sad reality, but it's a real one. You do have time frames. You do have deadlines just like everyone else, especially if you're working with a publisher. And I personally like to write my ideas down and then hone in on those ideas and expand and cut stuff and use different words. I enjoy doing that. And I do that two or three times before I feel like a piece is really polished. But sometimes you don't have that time. And so that's where those skills really came into play for me is, you know, I drew on Mrs. Braun's class and was like, okay, I need to write this well. It needs to be concise. It needs to be well writ written the first or second time max. I don't have all this time. Granted, my publisher is a little bit different. They are very understanding. They are very encouraging and they don't push you. But at the same time, I felt pushed because... And I'm getting ahead of myself, but I felt pushed because I submitted my book before it was finished. And so I felt like I was in a time crunch to finish, to hurry up and finish because they're waiting to get the rest of my manuscript. And so Mrs. Braun's class was instrumental in that. And she also, there was some literature that I did not like that was uncomfortable to read, but we learn from those things. There is always something to learn from things that you don't like or that make you uncomfortable, and we need to read them. Now, once I get to my senior year, I will be honest, I just kind of skated through my senior year class. I was at a different school. I was not happy to be there, and I definitely did not enjoy it, and I definitely didn't learn as much from it as I could because I was throwing myself a pity party my entire senior year about being at a different school and how difficult it was to navigate it and that I wasn't graduating with my friends 
And I agreed to that, but at the same time, I ended up not being happy with that. And then whenever I got into college, my class that I had, it just felt kind of like a joke to me. It was very entry level, and it was just what I'd already had before. And I didn't take it as seriously as I could have. I definitely could have taken that opportunity to improve my skills and to learn. But at that point in my life, I was actually going to school for an engineering degree. So I was sitting in class like, what? Is this going to do for my future? Why do I need this? Um, I did well enough in high school. I really just, this class is a filler class. That's all I thought of it. I didn't think of it as an opportunity. I just thought of it as a filler class. And so I ended up skating by in that class. I really lost a lot of points towards my grade because I skipped that class several times just because I had a four-hour gap and I really didn't care about that class. And I got a C plus. And the main reason I got a C plus was not because of my work. It was because of my attendance, which is very sad to admit, very pathetic. If you're listening to this and you're in college, please go on ahead and go to class. Try to schedule yourself better if you can. Sometimes you can't avoid it. And take every class as an opportunity to learn something. Unlike me, I wish I would have. You pay so much money to go, the least you can do is give that teacher your undevoted time and attention and, you know, at least act like you want to be there. But you should want to be there. And you should be taking that as an opportunity because you'll never know when you're going to need it. And maybe there's something that I missed out on that could have been helpful now. At that time, I was 19. I ended up dropping out of college. I decided that the engineering thing wasn't what I wanted to do. And then I lived my life, I made decisions that I wasn't proud of, but the whole time I continued to write, I continued to put my feelings down on paper, and I just continued to journal is basically what I did. At some point in 2016, maybe 2017, I started blogging and I kept up with it for a little bit, but then I quit very shortly after I had started because... I was terrified to put something out on the internet and publish it with my name on it and my face attached to it. I was worried about my grammar and my spelling and all of that. And I was worried about what I wrote and how it would be received. And I really let that fear keep me from putting anything out there. And I just wasn't ready at that time in my life to put anything out into the world that wasn't explicitly for me like I didn't want to put anything out there in general I should clarify that I was only at that point capable of writing for myself for my mental health for me to be able to process life and that is why I stopped but I let that fear rule me for several years in several different subjects of life several different matters and so at some point between 2016 and the beginning of 2022, I had started writing two different manuscripts for publication. Eventually, maybe. I was like, I'm going to write these, but I don't know if they're ever going to go anywhere or if I'm ever going to submit them anywhere. I knew nothing about how to submit a manuscript to a publisher or to an agent. I didn't know about agents at all, but that is whenever I seriously started to consider 
writing a book. And it's funny because I did not seriously consider, like, I am definitely going to submit my work for publication until I had somebody who was close to me at the time say, Jesse, like, I found your blog on the internet and it's actually really good. Like, you should keep writing. And that encouraged me. I ended up scrapping the second manuscript that I just spoke about and I started writing where destiny decides truth revealed. I really don't want to delve further into that topic yet because there are several different podcast episodes that I would like to record in the future that is revolving around the rest of that subject. But long story short, that is how I went from being a writer in early elementary school all the way through middle school and into high school in my adult life to becoming a debut author that has a book that is going to be released. I'm hoping by, I was hoping by Christmas, but after talking with my publisher, that seems extremely ambitious and unrealistic. So I'm hoping definitely in the spring of next year, summer at the very, very latest, I've elaborated quite a bit on the how, on how I became a writer, but I have not really elaborated on why. And the reason why, there are several, but the biggest one is I am a reader. And so the things that I read have definitely shifted over the years. I used to read stuff that had explicit content that had explicit language in it, and now that I am a Christian, I really do not want to read those things, or if they're in there, they need to have a purpose. So I was reading a book, and this is like the third or fourth time that this had happened to me in a very short amount of time, and I had gotten halfway through the book, and I realized that the nanny or the caregiver that was taking care of this man's wife, she ended up sleeping with him. And that is something that even before I was a Christian, that is something that just bothered me. Cheating is something that has always bothered me. And so I remember just putting my Kindle down because it was on my Kindle. And I was like, I really do just need to write books because you can write books in my opinion, that are good, that are exciting, that are fun without all of the language and like sex scenes and -and so-and-so cheating on so-and-so. And that may be good for drama and good for TV and good for books and other people may enjoy it. And I will say that I used to enjoy it before I became a Christian. But at this stage in my life, I do not. I don't want to read about that. And I don't want to read about it. It would be different if it was a historical account or something like that. But I don't want to read a book that revolves around that and has that in it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm a Christian and now I'm really noticing it. Or if there's just always been so many books that I've read that had those similar ideas and events in them. But that is really what prompted me to write my book. 
And I just want to clarify, if there are any authors out there that write those type of books, or if you are a reader and you read those type of books, I am not trying to talk badly about you. I'm not trying to talk badly about your work or the decisions that you make whenever you choose what to read. As a Christian, I cannot hold the rest of the world to the same standards by which I choose to live my life. And I accept that and I know that. So therefore, I want to tell you, I am not judging you. I am just saying that if I pick up a book and on the back of the book I read it and that doesn't seem to be something that is prevalent in the book and then I open it up and it's everywhere or it's like a main storyline, to me that is very discouraging because I feel like that that is something that should be expressed in the blurb somehow or some way. But once again, that's a topic for a different day and I would love to hear other people's input on that. This is just a random side note, but I mean, I would love to hear your all's input on this. I have seen on Twitter somebody discussing, should there be like an explicit stamp on the front of a book for parents to be able to gauge if it's appropriate for their child or not, or if it's appropriate for them or not. And I had never thought about that before, but that does seem to be something that could potentially be helpful. So let me know what you think about that. Now that I have explained that reason, I would like to go on and say that this is something that for the first time in a long time, I really feel like I fit here. I don't know if that makes sense, but I, you know, I do music and I've, and I paint and I do all these different things. And like, I could be better at music if I applied myself, but it's just not something that I'm as passionate about anymore. And like with painting, you get better over time, but it's just not something that I am good at. Like I, I'm, I would say that I'm decent. I understand concepts of art but I'm not good at it, and I enjoy it, and it is very therapeutic for me, but I'm not good at it, and this is something that I know that is up to interpretation, but I really feel like when I think about writing and this process of creating this book, it's like I belong here. I feel that in my heart that I belong in the writing community, that I am genuinely good at this, and that is such a satisfying feeling of it's just such a satisfying feeling especially considering I've went through most of my adulthood not knowing where I belonged like not knowing what I want to do with my life or where I want to go and I was just working just to work and even if this doesn't make money or not very much money or not enough money to support myself like this is something that I have done and I will feel satisfied with doing a good job and putting something out there in the world that might inspire somebody or get them through a particularly difficult day or it being something that even can, even keeps them alive, gives them hope for the world and humanity and gives them an escape from, you know, maybe they have a terrible life or maybe they just are having a really particularly rough season in their life. I just want to be able to inspire and give hope like so many authors that have went before me. 
So if you are still here at this point, I would like to thank you very much for listening. I would very much like to hear your input on the things that I've discussed, some of the questions that I have asked. And now I will read to you the blurb for my debut book, Where Destiny Decides, Truth Revealed. From each and every transgression or misdeed, ramifications arise that are beyond our control. The kings of Avalaria have left behind a world that is dying. From the elves in the south to the dragons in the north, all the races of the world are in peril. King Drustin condemns the elves, accusing them of stealing the substance that brings life to their world, magic. Declaring war against them, he arranges a marriage between his brother, Prince Alaric, and a wealthy countess to fortify his forces and fill Avalaria's coffers. Unbeknownst to Alaric, the iniquities of his forefathers are set to change the trajectory of his life forever. As he uncovers a prophecy and a message from beyond the grave, a monumental truth buried in the past is exposed to him. The revelation of his destiny thrusts Alaric into a harrowing series of trials that abruptly forces him from his home. His destiny pits him against his deluded brother as he races against a fearsome darkness and time itself to unite the world and restore it to its former glory. Alaric's ventures and tribulations echo the compelling questions that have distressed humanity to the core since the inception of time itself. Can goodness, love, and light ever hope to conquer evil? Does truth genuinely free us? Is our destiny truly our own? I will say that writing that blurb was one of my proudest moments in the entire process because it is the thing that I struggled with from the very beginning because people would be like, oh, how's your book going? What's it about? And I'd be like, well, it's about this guy and his brother. And I'd launch into this whole spiel and I'd be like, I need to write a blurb. And I struggled so hard with it. And my friend Ben really, really helped me. Shout out to Ben. You are awesome. I really hope your book gets published. One of them, one of these days, very, very soon. As for the blurb itself, I hope it sounds great to you guys. I hope it is something that interests you. I understand that fantasy is not a genre for everybody, and that's totally okay. I totally get that, but um, if it is something that interests you, please, you know, stay up to date. Keep an eye out. Um, I stay pretty active on Facebook, Twitter, social media, except for TikTok. I am really bad at TikTok. Uh, I have a few videos on there. But good luck getting me to speak in one of those videos. So for now, I would like to thank you for your time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you will stick around and listen to the podcast as time goes on. There are several interesting things that I would like to discuss. I would like to talk about creating worlds and creating characters and building stories and publishing in general, and just several things that I don't feel like that I have the time or patience to write down and discuss on paper or, you know, on the internet. So once again, thank you. I hope you all have a great night or a great day whenever you're listening to this. Um, Stay safe out there. Make good choices. And I will see you on the next one. Bye.